2018. Jordan Aaron Summers will preview the Pels taking on the T-Wolves. And uh, away we go. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. I got the eye of the Home health services in South Lafouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But as a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service, without all the drama. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, y'all. Who you got as your outstanding or most valuable offensive and defensive player for you, New Orleans Saints? That is our question of the day. Gus Kattengill, Jordan Kleber, welcome you to hour number two. We'll hear from Erin Summers coming up next segment. She will preview Pels and T-Wolves game four of the season series. T-Wolves lead. 2-1. One game one. Lost game two. One game three. Who wins game four? Kind of jokingly having a little fun with our DraftKings Sportsbook app that we did if we could. If it was live, hypothetically bet on tonight's game. Where is your confidence value in terms of money? Thirty dollars. You're going 30 bucks. I'm putting 65 out of the 100 that is absolutely given to you for free with no deposit required just for signing up. So you don't think that, that, that is probably high considering 
that this team basically I'm trying to plays extend the Bells very well. I'm mm-hmm. trying to extend this hundred as much as I can. As much as you can. Thirty dollars, huh? Okay. Pels fans, where are you going? How much money are you putting on the next game? Hypothetically. If you have the DraftKings Sportsbook app going. And you had a hundred dollars free money. Jordan wants to make it last. Um I went with Paulson Adebo as my defensive player of the year. The three interceptions tied with the team league in interceptions, which several players had it. He was not the only one. P.J. Williams, three. Paulson Adebo, three. Chauncey Garner Johnson, three. Marshawn Lattimore, three. Was the highest interceptions. Uh, I also see that he's fifth in tackles on the team. And again, that was probably the question, wasn't it? In the offseason, the draft, and where you coming in, who's going to be that starter opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. You traded for Bradley Roby from the Texans. Never started over. To the point where I would say, Jordan, and you agree with me last hour, you could say for the foreseeable future, you know who your two starting cornerbacks are, aren't you? don't you? I mean, like Paulson Adebo is here. He's here. That interception he had on Sunday, did you see that? It was everywhere. One handed. And you, and you heard him. He just, he played more confident as the season went on. He got better and better. And when you listen to guys like Jenkins and other, they just kept saying this guy, he's got it. Mind you, he didn't play football all of last year. That's my defensive player of the year. I know you can say DeMario. I know you could say some other guys. You brought up a good one, I thought. Marcus, Marcus Davenport. Nine sacks. Make it or break it year for him. Let's be honest, right? To the point where I think everyone around here is like, okay, you got to get him a, an extension. On offense, I mean, just was that kind of year. I chose Callaway. 698 yards receiving. Almost 700 yards. Play with four quarterbacks. A not-so-good line. And I know he dropped passes. I know. But I think better quarterback play, better offensive line play. I mean, is it out of the realm of possibility to say that he had the potential maybe be a 1,000-yard receiver? He had six touchdowns, the most on the team. Now, Amy went Alvin Kamara. Who is your offensive player of the year? Um, you went with the punter. I didn't. Well, <laughs> you went with Gilligan. It's okay. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson, tight end. I think he stepped up to where I think where you're going to go with who is your disappointment on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he stepped up in a big way. There was a few times in you know key situations where he, there were tough catches for him um, in the not only in the end zone but for a first down. That he had to leap over, you know, a right, defender. Well, well, well and think of a... this. Are you good at math? Eh, wasn't my strong suit. It was not your strong suit? I think like a lot of communication majors. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I'm terrible at math. Um, so he had 13 receptions, right? He had 13 receptions. And he scored four touchdowns. It's a pretty good percentage of... I'll take that every day of the week. Catches to, you know, to... um. Catch the touchdown radius. Was it 30%? About 30% of his catches are touchdowns. <laughs> he only caught 13 all year. Four were touchdowns. 
All right. I just didn't want to go with the the. No, I hear you. Hey, look again, because as we turn turn our transition, we could start it now if you'd like to as well. Who was the biggest disappointment on offense and defense? And I think maybe this it might be named the Adam Troutman biggest disappointment of the year award. I can't think honestly of a bigger disappointment on offense. Maybe it was the expectation level. Maybe it was because it was a position group that was there for the taking for somebody to step up. Because you could, as you brought up, maybe go another route in another position group. Maybe Cesar Ruiz. Yeah. My only thing I would say with that is, like we talked about him yesterday, Mm -hmm. that guy practiced all offseason on trying to be the best guard. And then literally in the second series, you're now our center. It wasn't just for that game. It was for the first quarter of the season. Then let's move you back to guard. It wasn't a good year. But I, I think everyone's agreeing with you. It's Adam Trotman with biggest disappointment on offense. You know, and again, though, you he played with different right tackles, different, I mean, centers. I, I think I think Cesar Reeves had to do with a lot. And the reason I'm calling it the Adam Trotman, giving it to Adam Troutman, is because what else did he have to do? Like, it was yours for the taking. Like, my man, you could have been something special this year. And it wasn't like, hey, like the receiving group where, well, are they getting open or not? Like you're not seeing the the targets or attempts. When it did go to him, he, he darn near dropped all the balls. Like you should not be celebrated for making a catch. He had a good game in Atlanta. He did. I lost, I spit up beer. I like jumped off the couch and went, holy bleep, he caught it. Look at that touchdown. Like, but that, that's what we saw in the highlights, you know, in college. Well, Gus, college in the NFL. No, 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 no. You see, no, no. It, he got open. He was open. He just dropped the ball. It, that had nothing to do with whether it was D1, D2, SEC, Conference USA, or whatever. The guy showed in the past he could catch it, made magnificent catches. It was just crazy. He just didn't catch it. So I'm going to have hope for him. I do think next year it will not be. and It better not be Adam Troutman. No, because th- think about it. Where, where do you go? Like, if I'm Sean Payton, am I bringing in another tight end? Am I confident in the tight end group going into next year? You're giving the award to Jawan Johnson. He had 13 receptions, 4 TDs. That's a nice little depth. I'm fine with that. Do you believe Adam Troutman can be a starting tight end for you? Because that's what you have to decide. Now I that think position, there's other positions on the offense that are way well, more that's what of I'm getting concern. at. I that think, position became more important by the lack of production from your receiving core, and not having Kamara and offensive line. So I think you use I think you we use that more of as a blocking role this year than an actual. Because somebody earlier last week was like, "Look, Alvin Kamara, I don't know if you can you keep using the production and all that." I'm like, "Well, first off, that's all you had. You didn't have a choice." If it's Sean Payton in some of those games where he was healthy, you had to use him in the run game in the pass game. He had no choice. But his touches and his production amounts will taper off to more an even normal approach when you improve your receiving core. When your offensive line can block, you can run the football and, and you know, and your tight ends catch. I mean, it's, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of those things. So. Can you find, though, a disappointment on defense? Who disappointed you on defense this year? Oh, yeah, obviously. 
your guy, Peyton Buckshot Turner. How is he disappointed? Yeah, is he disappointed? You, we literally put a sticky note up about a year. Okay. No, you're this right. Is the okay, guy. so he's gonna be a stand. But okay, okay, but so in other words, I would probably phrase it like this: That was the biggest disappointment that we didn't get to see him play, and he's your first round pick. Correct. Okay, but right. that's a good thing, kind of. Huh? Well, again. This year's first round pick has to play. Right. Okay. The upcoming 2022 Saints first round pick more than likely will be an offensive lineman, probably tackle or receiver or whoever it is. It's got to be on the offensive end. I, I would be absolutely shocked. The Saints pick the number one, but what do you, why are you reaching for the sticky already? What? Gus. What? Quote. It will be an offensive player. I, yes, it will be an offensive player. Who are you picking on defense with the first pick overall? With the need you have on this team? I don't know, Gus. It's yeah. Saints might Saints. No, they're not going to Saints. Saints, no, no. Like they, they will go with an offensive player. Might get another. Might get another defensive lineman. No, I think you're good there again. Peyton that Buckshot is. Turner. Sean likes his. You know, Sean likes his. He his can guys. like what he wants. I'm just telling you, somebody in that building then take the. You know. Take the phone away. I mean, it's just, um, no, I mean, no, don't do that to me. You understand me? Yep, it's going up. Is there somebody on the defensive end that you would say, uh, was a disappointment other than that? They played so good this year. I mean, who mm-hmm. did like had a bad year? I am trying to think mm-hmm. honestly. Literally no one. I agree with you. I think the biggest disappointment of the year is that we didn't get to see Peyton Buckshot Turner due to injury. Love that you're playing the sound. What? He's going to come back with a vengeance next year. (laughs) Do you think I jinxed him? Literally the only player on defense that we can think of that you... I I was so named. Oh, you love. coined Peyton every Buckshot practice. Turner. Oh, every practice, and the least one player practice that at least is a, a disappointment or yeah. just upset that we didn't see more of him yeah. is the guy that you coined the phrase Peyton Buckshot, Buckshot Turner. Turner. Well, so yes, that leads hat. me to believe that you jinx the guy. I even put underneath it El Gato when we when we were putting it on the sticky better, note. Better be careful behind them tumbleweeds. Here comes the ghost of Peyton Buckshot Turner. The ghost. He's still young. He goes. <laughs> hasn't even seen, you know, hasn't seen the light of day. Well, when we last saw him, it didn't come to fruition. You know, maybe, maybe he got shot in the back by Billy the Kid or something. <laughs> uh, no, no, you're right though. Wait, like, seriously. So it was the biggest disappointment on defense, maybe perhaps the lack of seeing your first round pick. Is that it? I think that's a good Can thing. Can we not come up with the players? There's no, nobody no. that you thought was a disappointment this year no. on defense. Everyone played great on the defense. I mean, they kept, the team in game. I, I got one for argument's sake. The guys that maybe they counted on to, to fill in for David on Yamada. <laughs> but those aren't the guys that we were looking at at okay, the beginning. Okay, I of the know, season. but I mean, I. Like we weren't, oh, this guy's going to have a good okay. year. So you, you got nothing. Nothing. And there's not a single player you can go, that guy was a disappointment mm-hmm. on defense. Okay, here we go. Sport Hangover continues next. We'll turn our attention to the hardwood for at least 15 minutes and open up the phone lines again. The Saren Summers will join us. Pels take it on the T-Wolves. So Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans.
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 7 o'clock tonight, Smoothie King Center. Pelicans will be taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll get to that in a quick second as we welcome in our next guest. Miss Erin Summers joins us. You can follow her over on Twitter at Erin E. Summers. Erin, good afternoon. How are you? I am doing great. Happy to be on with you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I want to congratulate you. You did an excellent job on Sunday, as you have throughout the season. Jordan, she you know she does what Saints Live, the post game, talks to JD. Mm-hmm. You know, do the press conferences. You didn't cuss. You didn't throw a pen. <laughs> you didn't smack the desk that you were sitting on. Like you calmly just, oh, man, the 49ers are going to win. Like I, I was, I'm waiting for Sean to come out. Obviously they're waiting for the end of the game. You and JD are talking. So I have you on the laptop. I'm watching it and you just, oh, well, it looks like the Saints won't be in a, but you, you did a much better job than I would have done in that moment with John. I can tell you that. Well, you guys didn't hear what was going on before the show started <laughs> as we were both on the line watching the end of the game happen. And, you know, I'm like, J.D., how do I even set this up so you mm-hmm. don't say anything bad on air because we got to make sure that, you know, we put on our, a good face. Yeah, that was tough. That was a, a rough way for a season to end. So, Aaron, basically you're admitting now that you wanted to open up by saying Matthew Stafford's a bum and the, and the, yes. and the Rams did absolutely 
I mean, they choked in the second half. I mean, Matthew Stafford make one play. You know what, though? Where's Aaron Donald? Aaron, have you found Aaron Donald? I didn't see him at all in that game, by the way. <laughs> I thought that they had something to play for, too. So I, I was feeling good about things. Yeah. It looked like the game was going the right direction for us. And then all of a sudden, it was, yeah. For whatever reason. Not for whatever terrible. reason, yeah. exactly. Aaron, this was your first season, obviously, with, with the clubs here. And, look, you've done sports, obviously, before that. And, and we were trying to kind of come up with a way, really, on Monday to kind of look at how remarkable that even last week this team was even in an opportunity to mm. play for the postseason. But having done all the post games, listening to players, listening to coaches, doing the storylines before and after as well, have you ever experienced a season really and, and kind of truly what they had to go through to even be in a shot to win, uh, to go to the playoffs? No, n- not at all. And I don't think that anybody has ever gone through a season that hit the Saints as hard as it did because it didn't just start off with the hurricane and having to be displaced for over a month playing an away game. I mean, they had only but they played 10 of their games on the road. So they had less games here at home than anybody else did. And then you start piling on all of the injuries that just mm-hmm. kept coming a lot to the same position groups. But, I mean, that did not stop all season. We started off with the injury to Michael Thomas and then, you know, kind of just rolled from there. And then with COVID, obviously another thing that people across the league had to deal with, but I don't think in the way that it hits the Saints. So it's an incredible just statement for what coach Payton has been able to do the character that he's been able to instill and the people that he's brought in to be a part of this team that they didn't start to fracture at any point in time and you saw that week in and week out they stayed together they Mm -hmm. stayed positive and they put in the work that they had to do to turn it around in the end and the way that they were able to string in you know winning for the last five games is just incredible Obviously, when you're doing the the broadcast, you're, you're seeing the comments and people chime in and stuff through, even throughout the week. Have you seen, even though we're only two days removed, it's almost, again, remarkable seems to be the word. You have no idea who the quarterback's going to be. Key decisions at left tackle, linebacker, mm-hmm. safety with Quan, Marcus, and Teron. Yet I feel like everyone's optimistic. I feel like, I feel honestly like people are like, they're going to figure it out. They, you know, 60 million under the cap, uh, over the cap is different than 111. I mean, it's just, I honestly feel for a team that didn't make the playoffs and has key questions such as who's your quarterback. <laughs> fans feel like well, they, they can't wait for the draft and free agency and for training camp to get going. Like I, I do. I feel an energy in this fan base that there's a confidence. That next year they will be in the playoffs with key questions. It's crazy. I think looking back at the season and knowing what they overcame and the way that they were able to win with who they were able to win Good with point. so many different times, yeah, you have to walk away saying, all right, whoever we got, we're going to figure it out. You know, we have faith in Coach Payton. You know, we have enough players here. You add in a couple other pieces. We're good. Bring on next season. And I think everybody's is looking forward to the opportunity to see what, how the team grew throughout all of this this year. But you, you brought it up. I mean, the quarterback position is definitely an area that we're going to have to start talking about here pretty soon. Aaron Summers bringing up a very good point. What what else could possibly go? I felt like we kept saying that that though every week. What possibly else could happen to this team? And Aaron, something would. At Aaron E. Summers is the way to follow Aaron Summers over on Twitter. The Saints work and also, of course, part of the Pelicans broadcast. So let's turn our attention to the basketball court. Josh Hurd is back. 
Would have loved to have had him on Sunday against the Raptors. That was that game where yesterday I, I opened the show and it was just, it was the Van Bleep game. I mean, yeah. Van Bleep. And you know what I want to say. I mean, literally with three to four minutes to play, it was Van Bleeping Fleet. You know, <laughs> it's like that dude, you just, oh, Pels go up. Here's a three. Pels get three. He goes three. It stinks. It was so close, Aaron, to another win. It was just rude where he was pulling up from, too. Like, completely unnecessary. But, yeah, you go up, you, you're looking like, all right, we might pull this one out and be able to head home from Toronto with a win. And he just kept hitting shot after shot. And, and that's what's tough is you play great throughout the game, and it just sometimes those little moments just get you. But having Josh Hart back will be huge tonight, especially because of the way that the Timberwolves attack the glass. And Hart is somebody that just goes after everything. So he'll definitely help in that area. So defensive rebounding will be key tonight. And they got, I mean, they kind of got smacked last time that the Timberwolves were here. It ended up being 110-96. But in talking to the players today at practice, they remembered that game, how it kind of embarrassed them on their home court. And they're carrying that feeling into tonight. And they want to make sure that they make a statement with a win. Aaron, with with Hart coming back and some minutes being taken away now, um, where 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 can Willie Green find some minutes for Jose Alvarado? You think he he gets some playing time after the performance he had against Toronto? Um, just just kind of give me your take on what you think his role is going to be in tonight's game, or if he even has a role. Alvar- yeah, uh, Alvarado's been such a, a fun story to cover this year because he works so hard and he brings such a different energy and confidence to the game. And maybe his shots weren't falling right away when he first kind of stepped in as this backup point guard, but he really seemed like he settled in in this last game against the Raptors. Um, Sadoransky is back. I think he'll slide back into the backup point guard role, and we'll see how things go with him in that regard. But, I mean, Alvarado definitely made a case for getting some of those minutes. So I don't know, maybe the the leash is a little bit shorter on Sadoransky and how long they'll leave him in there and try to ride with him. The T-Wolves. Okay, so this is game four. Game one, Minnesota won. Uh, 96-89. Game two, Pels picked it up 107-98. 110-96, T-Wolves, the last time go at it here. So I don't know. If, if I go by patterns, good shot from the Pels here. But I, I need more, obviously, for reasons. So, Aaron, when you look at the three games this season, why has the team that's won, won? Well, it depends on how they can get the Timberwolves to play because if they can get Jonas to be effective in this game, play big inside, we'll call Carl Anthony Towns inside to try to counteract him, then that's going to get Towns out of his comfort zone. He is not going to win that matchup with Valanciunas inside. So that's an area that they really need to focus on. And when they're able to get Towns drawn in, uncomfortable, then things tend to go better for the Pelicans. And then, of course, the theme kind of over these past several games has been the three-point shooting for the Pelicans. That needs to be an area that they do well in because the last game out, it, they shot under 20% against the Timberwolves, and that's that's not going to cut it. Hmm. You know, it's crazy. Carl Anthony Towns last time on the court battled the Houston team to a, a pretty you know decent win. Went 41-23, no defense in that game. Yeah. He had 40 <laughs> points, man. Anthony Edwards, I, I love his attitude too. He's saying last week, look, we're, we, we will make the playoffs. You got a confident team coming in and currently right now, they're the eighth seed, Aaron. So 
this this is this is one of those games too. I think if you're the Pels, it, I know it's early, but at the same time, you hear this phrase being in our business statement game. Like if if you're mm-hmm. the Pels and you want to be a playoff team, you literally are playing a team that plays you well and are verbally saying we are a playoff team. So go out and show that you are as well. Yeah, I mean, you got to take care of the little things in this game, and that's you know taking care of the basketball, limiting the turnovers. That's an area that Minnesota is really good at is turning people over, and then taking advantage of those extra opportunities. I mentioned the board earlier, and, and they get second chance points like nobody else does. So you got to take care of those areas, and then give yourself as many opportunities to score in this game, and you know take the quality shots. I know that. You know, everybody talks about, you know, you got to pass the ball around, make sure you're going from good to great is something that Coach Willie Green likes to say all the time. And it's what they need to do. They need to rely on each other. They need to make sure that they're moving the ball, high assists, low turnovers. And hopefully we can, you know, steal this one and make a statement here before they have one more and then head back on the road for a while. Okay. Aaron, I'm helping out the generic gamblers everywhere. I asked Amy Just, who joined us last hour, too. So I'm going to do the same thing here. I'm going to give you a playoff matchup in the NFL this weekend. Give me a pick. Sounds good? All right. All right. Vegas, Cincinnati. I I think Cincinnati. Uh, no, Vegas. What's the line? Ooh. I wasn't ready for that. She got you with a question. This is good. I just had the, the, the playoff matches. I'll give it. I'll give it. It's coming. Here it comes. Here it comes. The <laughs> line is Cincinnati five and a half. Oh. I think I'm going to pick Vegas. Okay. Vegas she goes. Patriots and Bills, Buffalo, four-point favorite at home. Um, I think I will take the Bills to cover. Okay. Eagles, Buccaneers, Tampa, eight and a half points at home. Ooh, that's a, that's a lot. Usually you don't get more than seven ever. That's that's a lot. Um, but I will take the Bucks. This one I think is going to be the, the more interesting and I think tighter game. 49ers at the Cowboys, Dallas a three-point favorite. Yeah, I think Dallas wins that one. But it's going to be a fun game, especially the way the 49ers came out and won this past weekend. Unfortunately, won this past weekend. The one no one's paying respect to. KC, 12-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Steelers. Yeah, Chiefs. Okay. Cards and Rams, L.A., four-point favorite at home. Gosh, I'm not picking all the favorites here. I think the Rams are going to win that one. I'll tell you what, I, I want to look at the ratings on Tuesday morning. I bet you New Orleans has a large rating as people will tune in to root against the Rams in that game. We love to watch our football. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Aaron, for the picks. Uh, and tonight, Pelicans taking on the T-Wolves. Minnesota, a three-point favorite. 7 o'clock is your tip time. It's Aaron Summers, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you. I enjoyed it and hope to see everybody at the SKC tonight. Yep, for sure. At Aaron E. Summers, the way to follow you over on Twitter. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Quick break. When we come back, we'll open up the phone lines again. Jordan, questions of the day. Yeah, give us your offensive and defensive player of the year. Yep, and who was also your disappointment as well? I'm throwing And your disappointment. Who's your disappointment? Defensive. Is it really the Adam Trotman most disappointing offensive player of the year award? I think that will be the consensus. (laughs) Sports hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. Thank you.
When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11, the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic, American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. 800 998 If you'd like to chime into the conversation, Gus Kattengap, J.D. Cleaver. Ooh. Peyton Buckshot Turner, huh? That's your biggest disappointment on defense? Maybe not his play, just as it was on a, we didn't see him. Didn't see him. Yeah. By the way, it'd be nice if the Saints could have their first round pick on defense. Now, I mean, there, there are picks elsewhere of play. We did the pro football focus mock draft yesterday. Matt, Car- Matt Corral. <coughs> 18. 18 to the Saints. Saints with the 18th pick overall, 800-998-1003. Right now, right now, you're, what are you thinking? Offense? I mean, I, I put a sticky note. We got some sticky notes we got to go over. So. Yeah, yeah, we do have some sticky notes, but offense right now, mm-hmm. you said, is going to be picked in the draft for, for the Saints at 18. Okay. I, 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 I agree with you. If it's not, and barring something horrible happens, knock on wood. I'm just trying to think of where defensively, you could justify a pick that you would take over the need at offense on the line and at receiver. Now, you know what? I'll say it now. I probably would not bring back Teron Armstead. I agree. That's a lot of money. You pulled up, Jeff, give me 30 seconds here. You pulled up the, the rankings for free agency here, right? Best available? Best available. He's okay. number two. Number two. And my I've sh- said this before at left tackle. You either have one or you're going to overpay for one. He's going to get 
a much bigger offer than most Saints fans are comfortable giving him right now. And I know a lot of Saints fans, well, he's our best guy. Best offensive line. But remember, I understand. This is where the Saints drafted him in 2013. Where? The third round, third round, and he was selected pick 75. Why not go tackle in the second round? So get your offensive or vice player. Versa. Yeah, I. And then go for your tackle. I, I hate to say that, as Amy just said, but you heard Amy say it. He's a great guy, great in the community. Just again, though, the problem is every single time you mention his name, it's either before or it's after the name. What do you say? When healthy, Teron Armstead. Teron Armstead, when healthy. You never say his name, unfortunately, without before or after using the phrase, when healthy. And that comes into play when I'm deciding to sign. And again, if I'm his agent with the injuries, I want a minimum of three or four year deal. Lots of guaranteed money. Are you willing to do that if you're Saints? Raymond, you're on the on-deck circle. Jeff, thank you for calling us. What do you got for us today? Uh, I just wanted to share, you had a caller in the first hour. Yep. Didn't catch his name. That said something I completely 100% agree with. He said that the Saints are most likely going to lose Trevor Simeon to another team. Mm-hmm. I think personally that Trevor Simeon has shown... I know, I know I'm in the minority here, but he's got an 0-4 record as a starter. But I don't think that tells the whole, the whole story. And I think he's shown in the six games that he's played a lot of awareness and a lot of, uh, production that could be attractive to another team. So I completely agree that we're going to lose Trevor Simeon to somebody. What I don't agree with that caller is, why are we still talking about Taysom Hill as being a starter and being the future? I don't right. get it. I just don't see it, fellas. If I'm Sean Payton, I'm bringing back Jameis Winston. Maybe I'm hoping Teddy Bridgewater might be available again. And you can still keep Taysom Hill as the three and bury Ian Book in the practice squad. But I just don't see. Man, to me, we saw the true Taysom Hill against the Dallas Cowboys, and that was four turnovers, four interceptions, one for a pick six. And everything after that was field goal games and the defense bailing them out. What am I missing, fellas? Jeff, I'm with you from this aspect of it. And and, and I agree with you on this in that, Look, it's not a disrespectful thing for me, right? And I don't think that's what you're doing either as well. Um, so the best way I can put it to where fans can can say, oh, you just take – no. Look at the quarterbacks in the playoffs, right? Look at that game last Sunday, two Sundays ago, when you saw, you know, Mahomes and Burrow going at it. At some point, if you want to be a, a Super Bowl team, you're going to have to go up against the likes of those guys. Justin Herbert missed the postseason, but if you watched that game Sunday night, Jeff, the throws that man was making. Yeah, thank it, God. I mean, the, thank God the Saints aren't in the AFC. No, right and that's now, what honestly. I, okay, that's a that's a great way to put it. If the yes, Saints were yes. in the AFC. Would you still feel the same no, way? No, you, you, you like, have to get. You'd have right. to get a very mobile and, quarterback. And, and that the thing swing is, the Jeff, it's not that I don't think Taysom Hill can can help you or provide things, but you you're going to have to revamp and do a lot of different things, and then you're going to have to wait for him to develop. And in certain areas of development, it's either going to come or it's not. The progressions, the reads, the reading, the defense, the setting up, the tempo—you either are or you aren't. 
I, I think he played his best football Sunday. You saw him, the potential. I think, Jeff, I'd say this. I don't think he's a bad backup. The problem is you can't bank on that because you want to use him in packages. You want to use him running the football. You want to use him catching the football. So to your point, you, you can't really say he's your two. You need a guy like a Trevor, somebody like that to your two. I'm with you. The more I think about it, it makes financial sense. I think it makes team sense to run it back with Jameis over anybody else. Not granted. We had a caller yesterday. I think his name was Jeff. Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeff, he said, what about Tom Brady? When you look at Tampa, you know, your four nets, your Gronkowskis, the off the, the receivers, right? Godwin, the free agent, things like that. Evans. I mean, what if those weapons aren't there? Could you land Tom Brady? He was going to come here. He was going to come here. All the reports, Jay Glazer. Jay Glazer is about as reliable as, uh, as my wife. She tells you something. When it comes to something from the Saints, okay? And he said, if if Breeze was retiring, Tom Brady would have been a Saint. So that's something to think about. But again, barring a Hall of Famer, who else is out there that you would trust to to make some plays for you? I'm kind of with you, Jeff. I, I think Jameis makes sense. Now, again, he's a free agent. He has to well, want to come back, right? I mean, he wants because there's going to be some teams that want it. The good thing about it, Jeff, is every time I see a video of him rehabbing, he's wearing Saint shorts, Saint shirts. And I think by my indication, and you watched him when he was healthy this year, the guy literally walks in his neighborhood and goes and throws the football with kids. And I think like, it was a big I statement mean, for him to actually go to Atlanta to watch the game. Yeah, no, I, I well, it was. Jordan, I'm glad you brought that up, and I meant to say that yesterday. Thank you for reminding me. He's not on this team as of Monday, right? I mean, he's not on this team. I mean, I know the new league year stuff, but he's not a saint. I mean, it's he didn't contract. have to show up to Atlanta. No, I, I think that's him saying, you know, I, I'm in. I'm in. So, Jeff, I, I don't disagree with you. All right, I appreciate that. I don't know if the other thing you heard me said, if I, I'm hoping Teddy Bridgewater might be available again uh, because here's my Sean problem has proven. With, I know, Jeff, here's my only problem with Sean, Teddy Two Gloves. Sean, Sean Payton has proven that he can I win know. with Teddy Bridgewater. A lot of coaches haven't been able to do that. Yes, and, but the games he won was basically what you saw this year. Very defensive-laden, offensively challenged. Okay? And again, the same thing I'm applying to Taysom Hill, I would apply with Teddy Two Gloves. If that team was in the AFC, how comfortable would you be with him being your quarterback? And keep in mind, Carolina gave him a shot. Passed. Denver gave him a shot. And I and if you they're have followed, for them, they're looking for another quarterback. So I mean, I'm just, I'm well, just telling you, two teams have signed him to be their starter, and he's about to get cut from Denver. Carolina has proven that they can make any any quarterback look bad, so I wouldn't oh, put them in that scenario. I, I don't disagree with you, Jeff. I believe me. The kitty cats, which by the way, we never said that yet today. Who uh, go pull it up, Jordan? All the people they fired today, Matt. Quote, uh, it ain't my fault, quote, rule. That is his new name. Mr. It ain't my fault. Joe Brady and I think three coordinators today, the O-line coach, D-line coach, specialty. He fired the water boy, I think, today. Seriously, Jeff, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. What did, what, did, what, did Te- what did Teddy Bridgewater say when he was removed from Carolina? They he said didn't they didn't even practice, practice two-minute drills. They didn't even Correct. practice red zone Correct. or whatever. Correct. It was like. Correct. Matt, it ain't my fault rule. He's got yeah, it pictures. Yeah, O-line coach, special teams coach, and defensive line <laughs> yeah, coach. Yeah, it ain't my fault. 
Joe Brady, OC, made my fault. <laughs> that guy's a bum. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate <laughs> it. Be good, fellas. Yep, for sure. As we bring in Raymond into the conversation, though, like Ty Graffinini said with Mike Smith back in the day with Atlanta, congratulations to Matt Rule holding that press conference yesterday, which means he will be back in 2022. Which means the Saints have an opportunity to win every game against the Panthers as long as Matt Rule's in there. Thank you, Raymond. What's up, bud? Hey, uh, hey, Gus. How's everything today? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening. What you got? <laughs> okay. Look, um, I agree with uh, with the last call. I just was saying. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Jameis is the, um, the the best bet for the team, just based on the fact that, uh, as someone was saying earlier, I don't think uh, Wilson or any other you know big time quarterback is going to be you know, leaving and, and coming here. Now, I know you talked about the uh, the Raiders quarterback possibly being available, but I got a feeling <clears throat> after this uh, playoff thing that uh, they'll probably keep him also. But, um, you know, when, when you talk about making the throws, I think Davis can make all the throws that you're talking about. I think mm-hmm. people, you know, I've, I've talked about this since um, Davis came here you know, with the Saints and had the surgery for his eyes. I wonder if he, when he was with Tampa, if because of the eye problem, he threw passes that he thought, you know, some of the players might have been open when he was, I don't know, seeing double vision maybe and and not, you know, really thinking that, uh, you know, he was bad passes and all. And I'm wondering if, um, if since that's been corrected, that you're probably going to see, you know, maybe a, a better Jamin Winston going forward. So I'm thinking that uh, the Saints may want to, you know, give him another try right. and maybe have it, uh, you know, incentive-laden, uh, you know, in the uh, destructive contract. And I also think uh, as far as incentives go, I'm just at a loss thinking that because of the history over the last three or four years with Armstead, if you're going to have a whole lot of teams thinking that they can pay him a whole lot of money if he hasn't been, you know, injury-free, you know, these last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that the Saints may, you know, ask him to sign a lower contract and then have it incentive-based if, you know, he plays a certain amount of games, you know, that his contract will be, uh, right. you know, raised. But other than that, I, I'm just at a loss. I know the guy's, you know, a pro bowler and all, and, uh, he's done well since he's been with the mm-hmm. team, but because of the injury situation, right. I just think that, uh, you know, they would do better just having him, you know, with an incentive program where, you know, the more he plays, the more he gets. Yeah. But I anyway, before I go, uh, a quick, quick question. Well, hurry up. I got I Coach Ron Hunter on hold. Go ahead. Okay, they said the Saints were picking 18. Now, 18th. I'm wondering, with other, three other teams signing eight, why would they pick 18? And I'll hang up and listen. Yep, that's uh, the tiebreaker, the scenario, the NFL. That that literally is what the NFL came out with. So um, it's it goes into tiebreakers. It goes into all kinds of different reasons if you have the same record as to where it goes. So 18's where they are for now. See what I just did there? That's, awesome. that's a sticky note, isn't it? Do I have? They're not picking at 18. It's somewhere on there. Okay, I'll, I'll have to find so it. Go ahead and get the stick in it. We'll do that at the top of our number three. But coming up next, two-end head basketball coach Ron Hunter joins us. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. The morning is nice, I need a countdown when the fire is high.
From Greg LeBlanc Toyota, it's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami. Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in Central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Spoke with him a week ago at this time, I believe. Head coach Ron Hunter of the Tulane Green Wave. Sir, how are you this this week? And I'm doing great. So here's what I say. every time I talk to you, we win. So yeah. I think every every other day, you and I need to have some type of conversation. I literally just asked Tom Simmons, your SID, do you like to make this a weekly thing right before a game? Uh, let's do this because when I last chatted with you, Coach, you, you didn't know – if you're going to play ECU or not, you get there, you are going to play a game. And you said that's a tough environment, a tough place. Coach, you were right there. You had a three-point lead right there at the end of regulation. They they hit a prayer three from deep. And then in overtime, just overcame things. But, Coach, your efforts at ECU, I, I, I know you were disappointed in the loss. But that that could have been a win for you guys. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, even if you look last year. You know, Houston goes to the Final Four, and, and the one road game they lost last year was at East Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just played so well there. It's a tough place to play, and uh, the coach has done a great job there. But, boy, you know, when you get an opportunity, uh, you know, to steal a road, you know, steal a road win, we had one, and uh, credit to them. They made some big shots. But, boy, we, we, we did some things at the end that, uh, that we wish we had back. But I was really proud the kids bounced back a couple of days later and, and beat South Florida, and uh, that's the sign of a good basketball team. We could lose a game like that and bounce back and, and kind of take care of business at home. Coach, when you look at that game there as well, too, uh, you had mentioned where your team felt offensively and really where, where the, you know, the offense sort of goes through. And you said Kevin Cross, he got recognized. 
by the conference there as well. But Cook had 19, Cross 17, Jalen Forbes 24. You got some pretty good production from a couple of guys in that game. Yeah, we really did. You know, we, we, the, the consistency is, you know, what was lacking early in the season, mm-hmm. but, but it's there now. Uh, but also when you have consistency, a lot of those guys, are, we're, we're playing with confidence right now. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's something as a coach, you know, you, you can't get, you can't do, you know, you got to go through some things. And uh, we're just a confident basketball team that, you know, that are making shots. And I feel like we belong. You know, since I've been here, it's been tough. You know, it's a really good league. And, and we felt like, you know, we almost had to play perfect just to win games. But now we feel like, you know, we, you know, we, we're, we belong in the upper half of the league and, and that we can play with anybody and beat anybody. And so uh, and now, now and being able to do it has given this team just a new confidence that, you know, we just didn't have uh, in the two years before. You see, you that first half shot 51% and the second half 37%. When you last joined us, you were also saying, look, it's about our defense. And that's something that you were really harping on at the start of conference play and help you get back in that game and take that lead. Is that going to be part of your DNA on this team, you think, so far? No question. When when our defense is going and, uh, you know, we're really good. And, you know, one of the things that we got to continue to work on is our transition defense because our matchup is so good in the half court. You know, teams are really trying to push the ball and score early against us. And so when we get back and we get set, our defense is really, really good. And uh, we know that. And so we just got to continue to get better in that transition defense and, and improve that. And so if we can do that with the way we're shooting the basketball, then we become a very hard team to beat. So it stinks. It stinks to lose that game, especially when it's right there within your grasp. You got to sort of dust yourself off a bit and get back at it, huh, coach? And then you guys come home and take on South Florida and win 68 to 54 back over the weekend on Saturday. More impressive, uh, the performance by some of you guys or just the ability to be able to put that one away and come out. Cause you guys played good basketball throughout. You won the first half 31-22. You won the second half 37-32. So you let throughout really. Yeah, you know, again, I think what we're, you know, this team's grown up right before my eyes. We're, you know, we're a young basketball team still, but the experience of things that we fall through through November, uh, is, is starting to pay off for us. And, you know, the game has slowed down for us. And so, uh, again, as I told him, if you want, if you want to be at this, have a chance at the end and try to win the league and, you know, you got to win your home game, you know, no matter what, you can go steal some road wins. But if you look in the past in this league, the teams that win their home game and split on the road has won this league. And so, uh, that's what we're trying to get done. So that that game was bigger than East Carolina game because again, you have to be able to win your home games. And so mm-hmm. uh, that we were able to do that, take care of business, and now give ourselves another chance tomorrow uh, to go win on the road. Always nice when you can open up a half like you did, fourteen two runs, right? You kind of get things going, yeah. get the crowd going. I mean, it just it's a lot different than on the other side of things. You definitely want to come out of that locker room with some energy. Yeah, there's no question, boy. When you're up fourteen to two, boy, you feel like a real coach. You can just you call anything and it all works. And so when you when you're on that other end, boy, you're you're on an island out there and nothing works, and, and everybody looking at you like you're crazy. So uh, we'll keep taking those fourteen two runs. All right, I don't know who did the schedule thing here for you, but it kind of goes uh, to to the conference. Really, you mentioned ECU is a tough place to play. When I go and call the ladies' games at Wichita State, it doesn't take long to really uh, walk around there in that arena and know in that community what Wichita State basketball, shocker basketball means over there. That place is going to be loud. I called the game last year for you guys on the road there as it was a men-women's doubleheader. It, um, it, it, it's it's a place, isn't it, the Charles Cock Arena? Coke. Yeah, I tell you, they, it's, it's one of the toughest places to play in the country. They, they really, they've had so much success and great success there, and, and uh, their expectations are really high there. And so, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we know we've got a tough test, but, uh, I feel like for the first time I've got a team that can go in there and win, uh, and 
And not to say that we couldn't do it before, but boy, uh, our, our room for error was was really really thin. And so mm-hmm. I really like to make up for this team that can go in there and uh, and be able to steal a W. When you have that kind of environment, though, when when you have the fans really into every, I mean, they they boo every foul, right? I mean, they they use the back of their phone for lights and the lighting in there. I, I think you can almost enjoy that as a competitor, kind of want to be in that arena and environment. Did you guys kind of see that at ECU too as well? Where you're not intimidated by something like that? Well, the difference ECU, they you know they are on pause, and so they didn't have many fans there. It was almost like playing like last year. They you. didn't have many fans there, but it did feel that way. We played at Cincinnati, uh, and Cincinnati has a great environment also, and, and and we went in there a few weeks ago and won. And, and so that's why you know I feel good about going being able to go into a place like Wichita because we just did it two weeks ago. And when you can go into Cincinnati and win, because mm-hmm. not many people win at Cincinnati, uh, we can go anywhere in the league and win. All right, so tomorrow, 7 o'clock, we tune in and listen. What is the key to victory for the Tulane Green Wave against the Shockers? Play the game at our pace. We can't let them, you know, play, you know, get up and down the floor and, and turn this into what I call an AAU game, get the crowd all excited. And what we got to do is play this game at our pace and our tempo. And if we do that, then I think we got a great chance of winning the game. And Coach Ron Hunter, as always, appreciate the time, sir. You're always welcome to come on on and talk a little hoops. All right, thanks, buddy. Take care. Yep, for sure. At TulaneGreenWave.com is the way to go check them out over online at Greenwave MBB over on Twitter. Jordan, we got a game tonight over at the Smoothing Center. We got Pels. T Wolves. Are you feeling it? Are you feeling generous today? I do feel generous. You want to give away next hour? I guess we kind of have to. So yeah, we do because yeah. it's the, the show final ends. hour yes, of the, the show. The show ends next hour. Yeah, there we go. Oh, by the way, yes. What? Oh, I think we forgot to do it again. What? We met, we said yesterday that it was what the fifteenth year anniversary, twelve, twelve, twelfth year year anniversary yeah, of the sports hangover. I'll get a hold of. We'll get. We'll talk to Larry. Yeah, we'll we'll do that at some point. How about two fifteen? You want to give him away at two fifteen? Sure. All right. So you got fifteen minutes to be ready, and then I'm just gonna say call now, call now, and then poor buddy goes oh, and the phones start ringing, and everything. Uh, we'll come back though. We uh, redo our questions of the day. Looking forward for you to chime in into the conversation. We still got to get to a ton of sound, and I'm, I'm kind of holding on to it. I mean, it's not like I, I feel I need to do it. We, we got a we, whole we got all week, yeah, uh, an all season to do that. And obviously, we'll get into that though here in a quick bit. And um, if you want to talk about the national championship game, feel free. What? 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 I'm shocked you didn't gloat. Go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs! Hey, congratulations! Me and the other six callers yeah. told you. I just I would have liked to have seen that game with Alabama having its best receivers and players. That's all I'm saying. And I told Chip, yeah. I, I I try to give Chip a chance to to but join my side. You can only play and beat the team that's on the field, right? That's how it works. That's how it works. So sports hangover hour two is in the books on ESPN New Orleans. By in the yellow and green, stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like. Welcome to Allstate, where your savings are always on the right track, and where we still love when those auto rates drop, because when they do. 